Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you are having a great week. Thanks so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. We are sincerely happy every time you listen to our show. Pam joins me today, and of course, we answer your listener questions, and we get some great questions about the best advice on booking those amazing Copper Creek cabins with the hot tubs over at Wilderness Lodge. So we talk about those for next year. We also get a question about whether to go to uh, Disneyland next June of 23 or October, which would be the better season or better time of year to visit. So we give some opinions on that. We also discuss tours for someone's significant other to maybe take while the other person runs the Dopey Challenge in January. So we give some ideas for that as well. And we also tackle some transportation questions getting to and from Disney's Riviera Resort to the Magic Kingdom. This and much more coming your way on today's Be Our Guest podcast. As always, today's show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. That one extra click really does help out everything we do. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere, hearty thank you to all the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that additional show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to get in on that, come on over. We'd love to have you. Patreon.com. Slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2174 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are having a great week wherever this show finds you. And this show finds this podcaster in a freezing St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know what happened. I mean, it went from like 100 to zero in the Midwest in, on, on like a, a dime. I don't know. Like, where'd fall go? Like, we moved right into winter, but no no problem because by Friday, I think we're supposed to be back up to 80. So keep the shorts handy. Top can still come down on the Jeep maybe one more time this year. Doors are securely fastened. Doors are not coming back off the Jeep too heavy, too much of a pain in the butt. They only go on one time a year and off one time a year, and they're back on <laughs> for the rest of the year. But man, it's chilly, so I'm going to keep my hands uh, in the old pouch here in the hoodie as we uh, like a like a good quarterback here as as I quarterback our show, and that's what we're going to do today and answer your listener questions. Joining me from an equally chilly, I'm sure Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Greater Pittsburgh area, we have the co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel. <laughs> Pam Forrester. Pam, because I know you're not down where all the bridges are. Like, you're not down with the big buildings. You got to be out there. No, I'm not. I actually, I've, I always say I'm from Pittsburgh or I live in Pittsburgh, but I've always lived north of Pittsburgh. Um, so, yeah, I can't see the bridges from here. It's about um, a 55 minute drive. So I have to have super great, super great eyesight. But yes, we are the city of bridges and the city of champions. Um, both, they use both of those. Um, to describe Pittsburgh, but I, I think I mentioned this at one time on the podcast, but 
um, Pittsburgh has more bridges than Venice um, in the city. So I, that's pretty interesting when you think about it, especially because, you know, Venice is there on waterways. But yes, that's our claim to fame as it is. I was trying to compare that to the movie in China at Epcot, where he says, you know, uh, that if Marco Polo would have been in Pittsburgh first, <laughs> it would have been. <laughs> no, I don't think he said that. You know, I don't think Marco Polo ever visited uh you know, I don't uh, think he did. Uh, no, I don't think he did. If not, <laughs> it's not well documented. No, I mean, so. be, I mean, was there ever a picture of him with like a Steelers jersey on, or it had to be <laughs> one of those awesome like Pittsburgh Pirates hats from the seventies that's like round with those, you know, the stripes. Uh, no, <laughs> but if anyone has been to our airport, you know, when you get off the plane, you start walking down, and we have a statue of, of course, the great Franco Harris yep. um, with the immaculate, the immaculate reception. reception yes. Of course, yes. And then we also have um, a picture of Washington there as well, because Washington spent a lot of time um, in this area. So, like, you'll be driving through like something, it'll be like, Washington was here on such and such, you know, whatever, doing whatever. There's like a Washington trail that goes down through our area. So anyways, it's a little Pittsburgh um, trivia. People probably yeah, I, didn't even think. That I they had were no idea. I had no idea that Washington crossed the, the Allegheny right there, you know, <laughs> yeah, in, that, in that famous picture, that. In that, that famous picture of him in the boat. It's not, him of course. Crossing. Yes. He's not crossing the Delaware. That That's propaganda. It was actually the it was Allegheny. The Yacagheny. Yacagheny. <laughs> that's I don't know what it is. That was, he was going after a baseball. He was going after yeah. a baseball that was hit out of PNC. That's exactly uh -huh. what happened. Absolutely. Back Landed in the in water. Day. All right. Our good friend Rhonda <laughs> Lee up in Nova Scotia has a question for the day. She says, I'm doing my first dopey in January. My husband's not excited to be exploring the parks on his own. Do you have any suggestions of things he can do? He's thinking about doing a tour. Is there one in particular that you would recommend? And then uh, just here following up, my good friend Len down in uh, Maryland he says his family loves behind the seeds at living with the land. Two good re actually three good reasons for that one. One, least expensive tour you can do at Walt Disney World. Two, it's it's a shorter, it's probably the shortest tour, so you don't have a huge time commitment. And three, it's a very easy to book tour. So one, two, three, good reasons to book behind the seeds. But Pam, what else? Uh, other tours that uh, Rhonda Lee's husband might want to do. So if you're looking for, or he's looking for a more, let's just say, overview or uh, a deep exploration, let's just say, um, I would try for one of the Keys to the Kingdom tours or something like that, because that really does a great uh, job of, you know, taking you into one of the parks and really exploring it and, um, you know, something like that. Now they're all always are the VIP tours, which of course are pricey, but not only include the tour, but also include that great access to all the attractions. If he's looking to be frontlined to any of the attractions um, that he wants. But I think that um, Disney does a great job with the different tours. They're a cast that gives those tours that are leading you through whatever tour he chooses are so knowledgeable and just, you can ask them so many questions and they seem to always have the answers to that. So um, yeah, definitely. I think the tours are a great way to explore that. So I will say that my wife for, for about a stretch of five years for our anniversary, my anniversary gift for my wife was always a tour 
that I would get given to me on our anniversary or on our summer trip that we would take. Because we'd always go to Walt Disney World over the summer, and she would always get me a tour, and she would give me some kind of a little. Uh, like she'd wrap up like a little emblem. Like she gave me a little train that she got one year because she gave me the behind the steam trains tour. And I, you know, the more I think about this, the time has passed. I, and you know, I did the, I did uh, the Marceline to the magic kingdom. So she gave me something from Marceline, um, you know, just, just to kind of, you know, on our actual anniversary. And then we go down like in July, you know, a few weeks later and I get to yeah. take the tour. She'd book it for me. But the thing was, now I think about it. Maybe she was trying to get rid of me for like a half a day or a full day. Like, because she would take the <laughs> girls and they would like have a girls' day, right? They would go to Disney Springs. They would go, you know, to the pools. They would, they would have a good old day. So maybe they, I mean, I was geeking out, right? I got to go like in the Utilidors. I got to go back at the Roundhouse and see the, the monorails and the trains. Yeah. I got to do, I mean, it was great because really they got to do their stuff. And I didn't have to go to Disney Springs and like shop. It was awesome. And I got to do my stuff. They got to do their stuff. So win-win. So, I mean, if you think about it, Rondalee, like, you know, it's one of those things. You're going to get to run. That's your jam. And maybe your husband will get to geek out on something maybe he likes a little bit more. So that's kind of a win-win. Yeah, I agree. Definitely it is. And the one thing to note is that all the tours are not back. Um, they haven't reopened all the tours yet. Those aren't booking. But keep checking that um, tours page. On the Disney World site, it will have those listed, and you'll be able to see what's available during the time that you're going to be there. All right, guys, send a special shout-out to uh, one of my favorite listeners here out in Indiana, Fulton, who is tuned in and is always tuned into our show, and I appreciate him so very much. He uh, he was participating in the Special Olympics in Hamilton County and the big bowling tournament, and he got fourth place this past week and is moving on to the finals. So, Oh, that's awesome. I love to hear that. I got to meet Fulton out at the uh, Indie Disney meet a couple of years back. And uh, it was just great to, to meet him and his family. And uh, best of luck and uh, knock those pins down wherever the next right? round finds you. In, uh, I appreciate time. people who have this skill because I will tell you my bowling game is either really awesome or really bad. <laughs> I think consistency is the thing I'm lacking and it's probably the key to being a successful bowler. You, you, you want to know a little uh, Be Our Guest podcast trivia? Yes. In college, I took bowling. <clears throat> Not once. As a but, course. But twice. Yes, I took bowling okay. one and I took bowling two. Yes, at wow. Olivet Lanes, uh, and you you bowled twice a week during the during the day. But remember, I was a PE major at, at one point in my career, so I had to okay. take courses like that. I mean, yeah. you know, somebody's got to be smart about this. Then I changed to elementary, uh, you know, major. <laughs> but when I was a PE major, I was like, how could I not be a PE major, man? You take classes like bowling, you know, and archery. <laughs> Come on, yeah, like, right? This is like the so... stuff I wanted to do my whole life. Like it's just like playing, you know. And just, <laughs> taking college this out. is funny yeah no i didn't really even i guess i never really thought about bowling as being a class but i can see how that would be so and it's funny because i went lots to a, of trivia today. i went to a baptist college and i mean like a bunch of baptist kids are hanging out in a bowling alley like on a tuesday at 11 o'clock in the morning you know because you would think like if it was like a if it was like mizzou i think like everybody'd be getting drunk you know and bowling. right yeah because you know i always associate bowling with drinking beer which i don't drink beer <laughs> but, you know, it was it was kind of ironic. Anyway, next question is from Brandy. It's from the inbox. Hey, Mike and the awesome BOGP crew. I have a question about traveling with a large group. I'm in a very I'm in the very early planning stages for an epic 2025 trip to celebrate my son's high school graduation. 
I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. I, people like this, Brandy, I love you because I am not kidding when I say I have no idea what I'm doing tomorrow, except, you know, working, hopefully. And you're already planning out 2025. Like, I can't even, like, I don't even know, like, is Mallory going to be what year in school? Like, I think she's class of 26, if I calculate. Yeah, I think. Okay, anyway. There are five families traveling with a total of 13 people. Three out of the five families are not planners and will rely on mine and another family to plan, help book, etc. Right now, we're hoping for a three to four night cruise followed by five nights at the resort. My question is, would it be easier, easier to coordinate everything if we used a travel agent? The magic for less, of course. I do not have any experience with using a travel agent as I enjoy booking my own vacation. It's part of the fun, but with five families, I'm wondering if this is the way to go. We would, uh, what would the advantages be to booking that way? And do you have any recommendations for planning for a large group? I see Google spreadsheets and pizza planning parties in our future. Thanks for all you do and for your help. Uh, Brandy, she's out speaking of uh, Indiana. She's out in South Bend. She says, go fighting Irish Notre Dame. All right, so Brandy, Pam, I'm just guessing you're going to lean the travel agent way as I would. We're a little biased in this, but we are, especially in this situation. I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, for sure. So, just to uh, for those who have never used a travel agent, um, the good news is when you work with one of our agents in particular, we you can plan as little or as much as you like. It doesn't mean that. You once you start working with us, that means that you won't do this, 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 or this. If you tell us, hey, I really want to be the one, you know, that is in charge of my dining because I know that when dining starts booking immediately, I need to be the one doing it so that I can make changes and pick what works for us and blah, blah, blah. We absolutely appreciate that and, and agree with that. Um, there's so much that can, you know, need to be done and chosen by that person. But what we really are and can be is someone who sort of is there working as your advocate, working as someone to bounce ideas off of you, trying to give keep you the most up to date with like, here are some changes that have happened, or here's something we want you to look forward to, or what happens is there's a whole bunch of us who go to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise all the time, and we want to share our firsthand tips with you. Um, we're as crazy probably as a group can get in terms of wanting to be at the Disney destinations and the other destinations that we sell crazy, as much as possible. Let's clarify, crazy in a good way. In a very good way. <laughs> yes, for sure. In addition, um, it doesn't cost you more to work with one of our agents. Um, our, our concierge services are complimentary when you book with our agency. So that's another bonus. In particular, booking a Disney Cruise Line and some of the other cruise lines with one of our agents is that we offer you up to 5% of your cruise cost at, back to you as an onboard credit, which means when you get on the ship, you can use that to do fun stuff like go um, to the spa, buy some merchandise, um, try one of those tasting classes, um, trying to think what else, uh, not use them for gratuities. No, I'll although find you. you could. If you use it for tips, I will come find you. That's not fun. <laughs> That's right. So um, those are um, some of the advantages, but we just enjoy being part of the, part of the vacation magic. It really... I will tell you at the end of the day, when we get a note from a guest who is like, 
We had such a fantastic time. Here are pictures. Here's the things you did. Thank you so much for helping. It is so rewarding to be a small part of that process. And it's really our privilege. And we're humbled by the number of people who seek us out when planning. Absolutely. Let me, let me give you a tip with this with this particular trip uh, trip in 2025. What I would do first is go after the cruises because, again, you're looking at scarcity, right? This is how I go about it. I look at like, what, where's the scarcity? The scarcity is going to be on your ship because you're probably mm -hmm. looking at a, if things hold the same way they are and probably they will, you're probably going to look at the, the wish, you know, for a three to four night Bahamian cruise, you know, or some cruise that's going to be similar to that. And so, you know, that's where you're going to look. You obviously have less staterooms on a cruise ship than you do at Walt Disney World with resort hotel rooms. I mean, so there you got, you know, the more scarcity there. So you're going to book the cruise first and now the cruises will be out before probably your, your hotel rooms anyway. So you're going to want to build your cruise first. And then once you build your cruise, pick the, uh, the that itinerary, then you build the resort vacation around it, either before, after or both, you know, a little bit of both. And that's how you would go about that. Just so you can kind of get that maybe in your head. You can do it however you want, but that's how I would encourage you to do it because that's going to kind of lock you in, you know, pick your cruise date first, get your staterooms, then go to the, you know, then lock that in, then go to Walt Disney World and do the land portion second. That's what I always do with my guests, Pam. I mean, it makes sense because I think there's yeah. just, because, you know, cruises, you, you have, you, you only have certain dates, you know, like Walt Disney World, right. it's 365, right? But I mean, if you want to do a three <laughs> to four night cruise, you got, you know, this date to sail on that ship and that's it. So that's good. For sure. And we will probably see the cruises release more um, earlier than we see that Walt Disney World um, vacation release. If you're planning on going in 2025, look for those rates to be released um, at some point in the, let's say, spring, summer of 2024. That's about when Walt Disney World releases cruise. I'm not going to even guess at that at this point. We've seen those all over, but let's say at least 18 months in advance is typical for the cruise line. So you mentioned too with groups going on cruises. I got to mention this because I have a guest at the Magic for Less. I was working with last night, and I've I've worked with this, this particular guest in the past, and she had she had these cruises booked um, before we we booked her first trip. So she's taking now, now get this, okay? So I was telling my wife about this. She's in charge of a Girl Scout troop. <laughs> they're going on a Girl Scout trip, but they're okay now. Now, mind you, Paige was a Girl Scout for a brief moment in time for a couple of years. <laughs> when she went to a Girl Scout like trip, it was to this little camp that was like 20 minutes up the road here that was like so sketch. Like, I mean, yes, this was our experience, too. Yeah, I like, would say. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I didn't go, but I mean, I just heard the stories. Right. I mean, because it was a Girl Scout camp. So I, you know, I stayed home. Pam went, you know, she was in charge. Of, she wasn't in charge. She was just like a chaperone. But it was one of those places like I would have not gone this time of year because like Jason Voorhees would have popped out for sure. Like there would have been dudes in <laughs> hockey masks, you know, like people in like red and gray sweaters coming at you with, you know, razor fingers. That's all I can picture at this place. Anyway, this guest of mine, she's taking the Girl Scout crews. I can't, I can't even say it. Like, I can't believe it. They're going on a seven night Eastern Caribbean cruise on the uh, Disney Fantasy for their. Uh, what? I know. I said, what kind of cookies are you selling? No, just kidding. So. Um, right? Exactly. That's, why I can do That's a lot of Thin Mints, I'm going to say. Now, <laughs> it is easy to, like, work your way through a half a sleeve of Thin Mints in pretty quick time, but still. But so I was excited. So here's the deal. Like, so they had these, so, like, there's, there's like, one mom and, and, like, two or three girls in each each cabin, right? And, okay. so that, and so she had it all booked for these, but 
the pricing was still the same from when she booked it as it is now. Like the, the prices had not changed. So what we did last night was we rebooked. She, she canceled the four staterooms. We rebooked them at the Magic for Less. And guess what? Everybody's getting hundreds of dollars in onboard credits. Now to have fun with on the cruise with the same price. And it's great. Right? And they get our services. But they're getting more. They're going to have more, you know, money to spend in the stores or oh, for yeah. port adventures and stuff like that. And it's it's helpful. No selling of cookies needed for that cash. Dude, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> man, that's a, that is a killer uh, Girl Scout trip. I mean, I don't know. I but, agree. Uh, I'm thinking pretty cool. So I'm excited for that. Maybe she's she's supporting our small business and they're getting an onboard credit. It's like a win-win, you know? It's like, we can help her out. We're going to make sure they have a yeah, great cruise. For sure. Everybody wins. <laughs> I was just like, wow, yeah. that's pretty awesome. All right, Jessica's got a question here. Fun question, it says. So let's see what it says. Uh, recently, in Wilderness Lodge has beautiful cabins with their own hot tubs. Well, hang on. I got to hit the bell. They do, because I've been in one. Um, it was it was Pam's uh, cabin at Copper Creek, but I was in it. Uh, what is the best way or time to try to book one of these cabins? Are they ever available to non-DVC folks? Pam, talk about Copper Creek cabins at Wilderness Lodge. They are. And I, I think that we took good advantage of that hot tub Dude. and our fireworks view from oh the cabin. I, I, that. I sat in the hot tub and watched the electrical water pageant go by. And I mean, this is me. I watched live PD on the gigantic TV too. Like at the same time I was living my best life that night. <laughs> they are, they are really cool cabins. Um, such a great space. I think they really laid those cabins out well. Um, and they are available to non DVC folks at different times. Uh, what you want to do is when the, next uh, year is released, right, for booking, start talking about it with someone or start talk checking the Disney site to see if they're available because that's going to be your your best bet to, to work with someone. There's not like a, um, a set time typically or whatnot. There's times that we know to look for them, but I wish I could say, yes, of course, at X number of dates, those will be available. No, it's not typically that easy, but they are sometimes available. They're pricey, but lots of fun. Oh, man. I mean, we had a lot of people in there because we had like a meeting. It was the it was a big, big job there. We, we, did. we had a big yeah, meeting in there. It was a lot of fun, but I got to stay in there. It was cool. It was, it was, <laughs> it was like a dream come true. It was so fun. And, uh, yeah, it was just it was really neat. But the thing is, you know, they are part of dvc so they're kind of mm -hmm. on that funky schedule where they might not be yeah. showing availability when everybody else does when the big drop happens so you do just have to kind of dog those things but yeah and again that's one of those things speaking of scarcity right there's not you know like if you're looking for a room at pop century thousands of rooms you know a couple thousand you know art yes. of animation a couple thousand rooms if you're looking for a copper creek cabin what are there maybe 30? That's the whole, you know, maybe four. I don't know how many there are. There's not many, though. You know, it's there a, are. It's a scarcity. They do thing. go up and down, though. They go, you know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. we walk yeah. that way in the mornings. Um, they go towards Fort Wilderness some. But, yeah, not a ton of those. Not, not very many at all. So a quick question came in, Pam, for you, actually, this afternoon. Mm. And I'm not sure about this one, but I thought you might know. It's from Chris. And he says... Can you have an adult drink on the observation deck while watching the fireworks at um, the California Grill observation deck, or do your glasses have to stay indoors? 
can, can you take it out there on the observation deck to watch fire? I believe, yes, that I've seen people do that to go out there with a drink. I mean, you know, I, I understand I so. the appeal, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want, why not? It's a beautiful view and you want to take your drink, whether it's a wine or a beer or whiskey, whatever your, whatever your poison is, as they say, take it out. But I'm almost positive I've seen people out there with drinks. Yeah, I, I don't think there's like a drink police, but... Uh-uh, no. Yeah, because uh, I, I I think I've seen people out there as well. But then I was thinking... The glass. Yeah. The glass was the only thing I was worried about in that space. You just got to be sneaky. Like like last last Friday, I snuck a Coke Zero into our high school football game. Yeah, I, I felt guilty. <laughs> Pam said, I hope, you're, hope you uh, don't choke on that while you're drinking the, the, the Coke Zero <laughs> during the football game. I was like, it tastes great. Just saying. Because they don't sell the Coke they Zero. Don't, they sell right? Diet Pepsi, and that stuff tastes like just garbage i can't i hate it like we sell chick-fil-a at our high school football games like you can get chick-fil-a at our high school football games but you can't get coke what anyway this that's pepsi pepsi know. made a uh, <laughs> yeah i know they made a deal with the a crafty like, agreement exactly. yeah i know something <laughs> something with the the gateway athletic conference anyway tina's got a, uh, um, an email here she says soren pre-show hey mike omg i love that pre-show and i love patrick I loved him sure. in Seinfeld too. That's yeah. she says. That's literally how he is. I am always the only one laughing in the queue for all of the reasons you mentioned. No matter how many times I see it, he's great. He used to be in the candlelight processional too for a few years, but I haven't seen him on the list for probably ten years or so. So funny. Hope you're having a great weekend, Tina. So we have another person who loves Patrick. Well, he was, and he was so great in Seinfeld. And one of my best, here's for the Seinfeld folks. One of my favorite episodes is when he and Elaine keep breaking up and then getting back together. Um, it's just classic putty. Um, they're back on, they're back off. So anyways, it's a great episode. But yeah, he is like that in Seinfeld too. That's kind of how he is. He's Yeah, he is that guy. I know nothing about Seinfeld other than I love seeing your daughter Hannah do the Elaine dance thing. That's the funniest thing ever Little in the history of the world. I love that she loves to teach yes, other people that. That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life, and it cracks me up so bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got a question here about Disneyland trip in 2023. Hey, Mike and BOGP crew. We took our first trip to Disneyland in June of 2022 and had such a fantastic time. Then we booked another quick two-day trip that we just got back from last week. We have two small daughters, they're four and two, and couldn't wait to get back uh, to see them experience all the wonderful things in the parks, especially with, with it being decorated for Halloween. After taking our girls over the summer, we decided to make the trip an annual thing with the family. My parents, brother and sister-in-law, and my two nieces also joined us for the summer trip, and we're currently deciding whether to go again in June of 2023 or October 2023. At the time of the next trip, we will have two five-year-olds, a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and, and six adults. I'm planning on a four-day park hopper pass during the week, but we are having a hard time deciding which month would be better. We will use Genie Plus, but crowds and wait times are important factors with the small kiddos. Any thoughts? I know there are pros and cons to both, but I'm curious about everyone's opinions. I found the podcast after the first trip and love getting a little Disney in my day with the show. Thanks in advance. Ashley's out in Arizona. 
Man, I fell in love with Disneyland in July of 2022. That place was amazing. And I've been following, you know, like a hawk Disneyland since I got back. And I'm telling you what, I Cars Land, like Cars Land was so, it's my favorite land in any Disney park. Like it, it, to me, I like Cars Land better than Galaxy's Edge. And I'm a Star Wars nut, but Cars yeah. Land was it. And to see like the Halloween transformation to Cars Land, like I'm almost like buying a ticket and just going out there right now. Like I just got it. No, this wasn't. So I'm leaning Christmas towards Christmas is really cool. Shut up. I'm going to tell you. I don't have the money. I can't. I, I, I can't afford it. But I mean, the, just for that fact, like considering that they already went in June of 22 and had that experience, I would say do a different go in October. I mean, what, what do you say? Yeah, I think. Being able to see Disneyland is really a locals park for so many reasons. So many locals come that they're, they have additional pressure, right? To keep people coming back at each season. Um, they tend to do more unique snacks, more seasonal kinds of things. One of my favorite plate times at Disneyland, like I was talking about, was is during the holidays because of that overlay of the Haunted Mansion and um, it's a small world. They're both great. But I think too, to the the fall is awesome too. They have the Oogie Boogie Bash. They have those kinds of things going on. Their decor and their snack game is really upped um, at different times. So I think it's always great to experience something new. Um, the last time we went in October, it was chillier and it was kind of nice. It was like yeah. sweatshirt weather. I kind of you know like what I mean? Yeah, I like, like, like that. that. I like wearing a hoodie in <laughs> a theme park. Too. There's something about that. Like it just, it feels yeah. good. Yeah, it does. It does. It's a great way to go. And we really enjoyed that. You know, it gets dark a little earlier. So there you're able to see all the nighttime lights. And I love that too. That's the thing I miss when um, the parks are open so late because it's light so mm -hmm. late. You feel like you're up until like midnight mm -hmm. to see the fireworks and things like that, which I know it's a vacation, but it just feels so late. So, yeah, I love the idea of trying something new, too. God, I wish I was having some Rancho de Zocalo tonight. <laughs> God, I love that place. And they had the best like homemade cinnamon. They're like cinnamon uh Crispas they have yeah, yeah like they had a taco bell back in the day but these were the best ones they just came in a brown bag like with just like right. a label well that's the it. place where doritos were made. i know <laughs> that place should be a national treasure i'm just saying like i mean oh, yeah man it's seriously i'm glad i don't live out there because i would be eating you think i eat a taco bell a lot dude i would be like magic key me just you'd be I popping in i wouldn't even yeah i wouldn't even be like, I'd be like i just need a magic key to rancho del zocalo like i maybe the matterhorn like every once in a while like when my rib like my bruises recover after each ride because that ride <laughs> tore me up but it was so amazing like i love that ride and i hated that ride because it was the God, that is the most painful experience in a disney park <laughs> but i mean do, do you not love that ride that ride is the best yeah but i screamed uh, yes. i screamed not in excitement i screamed in pain like it was bad. That thing is rough. <laughs> yes. It was, it was very. It was, I can't even describe it. Like here I am, willing to get back on this thing, and I just know, like Mike, dude, why don't you just like let Scott punch you right in the nose? Like it's gonna feel the same when you get off this thing. You're gonna be in pain. Like Scott just hit me in the nose. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Melissa's got a question. Hey, Mike, Pam, and Ricky, thanks so much for answering my previous question about crowds during our baby moon, during wine and dine, and your experience. 
Is there any place that has holiday decor already up for that first weekend in November? I know it will be too early for most of the Christmas festivities, but wondering if anything will be decorated by then. Thanks again. Melissa's out in a little state called Pennsylvania. There you go. Um, no, so I want to say, and I think I've said this, I think the Christmas tree is up in the Magic Kingdom, usually during Wine and Dine Race weekend. I've, I have I, I almost in every one of my pictures from Wine and Dine, I want to say the Christmas tree is up that weekend in the Magic Kingdom. Now, the resorts so, don't have decorations, but I want to say the Christmas tree's up. That's interesting. Um, the Usually, the um, I think the start of sort of the Christmas season is as they're leading up to the first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, um, which starts November 8th this year. So uh, by the 8th, there will absolutely be Christmas decor, uh, but I don't know if you'll be there um, that day. So start checking on that to see if that's a possibility. The Magic Kingdom is your best bet for having some kind of Christmas decor up and going. That's usually the first one to get ready. Well, see, the Wine and Dine Race weekend is the weekend of the 4th to the 6th. So I think that the Christmas tree will be up. Because, I mean, the 8th is at Maybe. Tuesday. I want to say it's usually up for that weekend because of the, the I think they do that for the runners, maybe, to get, to get ready. for Yeah, because that first Christmas party usually is on that Tuesday. So, it is, yeah. 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 I, I, that's what I would say. I, I wouldn't expect anything around the resorts. That's usually later. No, it is. Yeah. And you might really even get is. the Christmas tree like outside of the studios, the one that's like out in the um, entrance plaza. That one goes up early, too, usually. But who knows? We'll see. All right. Next question is from Natalie. Hey, Mike. First of all, I just want to say thank you for all of your podcast content. I've listened for years, and it's such a great escape for me when times get tough in life. Your positive attitude and honesty are always greatly appreciated. Well, thank you, Natalie. I appreciate you very much. Now, here's my question. We're visiting Walt Disney World at the end of the month, Saturday, October 29th, for my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday. We live in South Florida and have uh, to work our trips around my husband's work schedule. So we can only take weekend trips, typically with one day passes for Saturdays. We're driving in super early on Saturday and staying at the Riviera. From now on, we call it the Riv. Uh, we're, right. we're visiting the Magic Kingdom, single park tickets. And I'm wondering what you would do for transportation to and from the park in order to maximize our park time. We typically stay at resorts within walking distance of the parks we're visiting, but I couldn't swing it this time. Should I leave my car at the Riviera, take the bus to the Magic Kingdom, and then a minivan back to the Riviera after fireworks? What are the Riviera buses like in the morning and after fireworks? It seems like they shouldn't be that crowded because it's not a huge resort and it doesn't have to be shared with other resorts. My kids and husband are not great at waiting, so I'm trying to figure out the quickest way to get there and back with minimal complaining. Thank you again. Sincerely, Natalie. Natalie seems like she would get along very well with your husband, Steve. Very much the same philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, think, I think so. No, Transportation so, woes. Yeah, yeah, like uh, don't want to wait and maybe not a fan of the buses. <laughs> um, no, but I, you know, the Magic Kingdom is its own beast, though. The bus might be your way to go. And I have actually um, been successful at getting C Steve to subscribe to that um, on a few occasions here recently. 
that by the time you park at the TTC to get to the Magic Kingdom, and then you still, in the end, have to take a monorail or a bus back, um, that's your challenge in that space. You're only able to park at the TTC. So I think um, that is the one that I almost always suggest to even impatient people take the bus. Now, the one thing that will help you is if you can travel on off times. And I know you're you know, if you're considering leaving at night after the parks have closed, that will make it a bit more challenging. But at the same time, as we pointed out before, during the really busy times, they also have more buses employed, deployed, um, as it as it were. So there are a lot more buses there to come and get you than there are at off times, too. So that's something to consider as well. I do like the idea, though, of at the end of the night, well, I'm trying to think, at the end of the night at the Riviera, you could probably get back pretty quickly. I wouldn't think you would even be stacked. I mean, unless you're like right there and you leave with the masses, like right after the fireworks. But if you like wait it out, maybe let the Stroll. surge go out. Yeah, let the surge Stroll go maybe 30 minutes after the surge. You could probably yeah. walk right onto a Riviera bus and you wouldn't I have think to worry so about too. that. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think so too. And apparently uh, Teal, who's going on our podcast cruise with us in July on the Disney Wish, which we have a ton of folks sailing with us. We're going to have so much fun. I cannot we wait are. to share some of the stuff we are going to be doing on this wonderful ship and on Castaway Key as well. She says that she saw online that they're already hanging holiday garland at that other park called Universal. Wait, aren't they doing ho like Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Horror Nights and all that stuff? And they're putting up on um, one of the parks, yeah. I know, but so Universal Studios, stream. they're crossing the streams. They're putting up holiday garland. Like <laughs> they oh, are. Dude, let's either Universal scare people Studios. or one or the other here. Let's uh, <laughs> slow your roll. That's where Halloween Horror Nights take place, and then over at Islands of Adventure, um, they do it up big for Christmas. Um, they have that whole Seuss Land that has all of that um you get they have a holiday show there so lots of stuff um there for the holidays at universal so i've never done the holidays at universal pam what's the best thing they do at universal for like christmas oh, like i mean because i mean obviously world's going to be like candlelight processional it's yeah. going to be um oh god i wish i missed the osborne lights but uh like what what's the go-to thing that you enjoy at universal for christmas so I love, they do a projection show on the castle at Hogsmeade, Hogwarts Castle, that I think is really fantastic. Um, they just, there's something about it because um, that land, there were, in each Harry Potter movie, there was a place that took place, there was a time where it took place during the holidays, right? So there's like faux snow all year round yep. in Hogsmeade I've there, Universal. So it really sort of lends itself to that. And they do a fantastic job decorating. Um, they also have this great parade that comes down. Now, this is on the on the other at the other park, Universal Studios, that has actual Macy's Day floats in it. So that's really cool, too. They have um, Grinchmas stuff, which takes um, all the Dr. Seuss characters and sort of celebrates that. I just really love the holidays there. I think they do a fantastic job. Really a great way to get in the spirit for sure. Sounds good to me. All right. Last question of the day. And it says, question, fun, extra suggestions from Elise. Hey, Mike, we are finally headed back home to Disney World next month. First time since before the pandemic. We are excited to experience the holidays as Disney veterans, but first time holiday goers. 
and we have a fantastic plan to experience it all on our 12-day trip. Woo. We have a lot to celebrate this trip. My sister's graduated high school. My mom retired in 10 years in business for me. I want to do something special to surprise the family during our trip, but I also want it to be affordable as this trip as a whole is our celebration Christmas gift to each other. I'd planned to book a capture your magic session in the magic kingdom, but I did not get it at this or did not at the 60 day mark. And now there's no availability. There are openings for Epcot, which would be my second choice. What do you think? Should I go ahead and secure Epcot? Can I book Magic Kingdom, then cancel Epcot if an opening pops up? Also, any other suggestions for fun, affordable, or even free additional add-ons that I can surprise them with? Availability seems to be pretty limited now across the board, so maybe you'll have some secret tips. Thanks, Mike, and the BOGP crew. Elise is in NL. I don't know where NL is. <laughs> I know that's not a state abbreviation, but uh, there's a phone number there. So anyway, well, Elise, you know who you are. <laughs> there's, unless you have been in your own state. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now that's going to bug me all night, though. That's going to drive me nuts. NL, NL, NL. NL. Um, anyway, so well, here's one of the great things, though. I mean, just with the Magic for Less, one of our agents about a month ago created a tip that we send now to our guests before they travel and it's just free fun things to do around Walt Disney World. Free, I think it's like free cheap and free and cheap things to do, which I mean, I'm like, I just call that the Mike Rawman tip, you know, like what I said to my guests. I mean, I didn't make it. One of our other agents did. And I love it. So, I mean, always you get you're getting hit with that one if you book with me every time, because that's my that's how I roll. So but I mean, what would you say? I would definitely do the capture your moment. It did just go up in price, unfortunately, about a week ago, but I still think it's worth it. And it's especially when you're having a celebration of high school graduation or retirement, you yeah. know, a land, you know, 10 years in business, you know, you are marking a moment in time capture. I mean, exactly what it says. Capture that moment. It's only going to be there now. Get it. And Epcot's beautiful. Do it. It is. That's what I was going to say. Like, I know that the appeal for so many is the castle, right? When you're getting it in the magic kingdom. But I think too, there are so many great backdrops that happen at Epcot and some of them are a little more timeless too, which I think is, that's a really cool feature of that. There's lots of ways to celebrate. I would consider one of the dessert parties, maybe, um, you know, that's something that you can do any special meal at any of the different resorts, I think is always going to be a good time. Just make sure that you take, a, you know, to, you set aside time and really focus on that. I think that's cool. Um, you can try to order a cake when you make that reservation for your meal. I think that would be a great way. There's also that great group's um, Ears for Each Other that's on um, Facebook. I was trying to think, is it Ears for Each Other? I think so. I think it is. Ear yeah. for each other, ear for each other, like that kind of thing where a lot of cast members and ex-cast members offer their service. And some of them have some really fantastic bakeries and, and um, chocolate making and little kind of treats like that that make that. I think, though, um, just being there, being together is always a great way to mark any occasion as well. Two other things I would suggest, and I don't know if this one is back, but we've done this one and it was one of the most fun things we did. And it wasn't that expensive. So we actually had, we, we did a dinner at Trails End. Okay. So that's over at Fort Wilderness, but we, we did the, uh, the big wagon, you know, the wagon ride through Fort Wilderness. 
Now, during the holidays, it's awesome because you're going to get to see everybody's Christmas decorations at their, um, you know, their campsites at the, you know, yes. the RV sites and all this. Because people do these up just like National Lampoon's Vacation. It is, oh, yeah. And everybody wants to show them off. Like everybody's sitting on their, their lawn chairs in front of their RVs or their tents. They're waving at you. They got their, you know, their, their blow ups all in their, you know, in their, their pad there. It. It's a, I, I don't know that they've brought those back for sure. I, I can't think. I'm trying to I'm going back and forth in my head if they've brought those big. They're horse-drawn wagons. I mean, they're and they hold like 20 people. And they're not that expensive per person. And it is a, if you combine that with a meal at, at Trails End, that is a fun, fun night. It's a meal and a show kind of thing. The other thing I would say, like price per person, is a fireworks cruise. That is not that expensive either. To go see, you know, you know, park there and watch Harmonious or to watch uh, Enchantment out on Seven Seas Lagoon. If you break it down price per person for what you're going to talk about for years to come, it's a good experience. So those two things, I would say, are pretty economical. It's both for, great for ideas. Experience. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. So if you have a question, you know what to do. Send that to Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Put listener question in the title. And we'll get to that next week for you and uh, do the best we can to get you some good answers for your question. Of course, you can join us at about 5 o'clock Eastern on Facebook or YouTube. On Mondays, as we record live, we'd love to have you join us. And uh, you can get your question right to the top of the queue right there if you join us live. So uh, we'd love to have you there. We love having folks join us as we record. Don't forget, our podcasts are always brought to you by the best travel agency out there, and that's the Magic for Less Travel. You heard all the reasons earlier in the show to book with the Magic for Less, so no reason to repeat those. But we're standing by right now to help you plan a great vacation for no cost to you. So just swing by the website today, themagicforless.com. Fill out that free, no-obligation quote form, and an agent will get back to you right away, and we'll be planning that trip together. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. We couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Give Pam a follow on the social media. She's at TMFLT Pam. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike. I would love to uh, have you join me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can look for me on Facebook, too. I'm not on there very often, but I'm Mike Rallman. But you can fi find me there. I, I try to steer clear of Facebook because... You know, politics and all that stuff. And I don't, I don't need all that. You know, I'm more of like a Twitter. I can just follow baseball, Disney, you know, sports, Disney and technology. That's about it. And that, that's why I like it. So if it's not that stuff, mute, don't follow. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to talk to you this week on the social media. And of course, Sunday night, we'll have the live call in show. Scotty G is not going to be with us this Sunday night. So I really need you to call me and let's talk Disney. Because Scott's skipping out. He's going to New York City. So we may never see the dude again. He's never been there before. Now, it's not as bad if I went to New York City. Because I totally would have no idea what I'm doing. Scott's more, <laughs> Scott's more like New York City than I am by a long shot. But, just saying. Could be an interesting... So, if you see a dude about 35 years old, wandering... With, what is he, about 38 now? He just had a birthday by the way, a couple days ago now. Yes, he did. So if you see him wandering around the big city, take good care of him because we don't want him. We want him to get back to Lansing at some point after the weekend <laughs> celebrating Emily's birthday. 
Anyway, so we're going to be there on Sunday night. Give me a call. We'll talk Disney. All right, we'll be back again on Friday. And Friday, we're going to have an interesting topic. Ricky's going to join us, and we're going to talk about, kind of with the Halloween season, we're going to talk about experiences at Walt Disney World where you might find a little fright, a little moment of scare where you may not have even thought about it. It might not be you, but maybe your kid, you just go on this attraction like, oh, this it's just the treehouse. And then all of a sudden your kid's freaking out. Like, because, whoa, you didn't think about that. We're going to talk about attractions at Walt Disney World where there are little parts that might scare little kids or might scare an adult that you might not have ever thought about. So not only is it going to help you maybe plan a better vacation, but it's going to be fun for Halloween. You know, that's what we're doing here. It's October. We're stretching it. So join us on Friday. We're going to have fun to wrap up the week. So for Pam, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.